today's bumper episode, we talk about the Astro City Mini Arcade coming to the US. We take a look at Piepacker and new ways to play retro games online with your friends. Find out if the Game Boy Advance is the ultimate way in which to watch blockbuster movies. And could Sony be closing the legacy PlayStation stores? Welcome to episode 12 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro inspired. My name is Barry, and I'm joined virtually by the miracle of the information superhighway by Phil and Anthony. Hello there. Hello. So, what have you guys been up to this week? Trying to finish off Zelda. Um, ready for next week, at least for me. Yep. Trying to do the final push, get um, Zelda finished before we talk about it, as you say. I mean, I've been playing a bit of Zelda. Not as much as I probably should. <laughs> a bit of Zelda. We we know no. you've gone sad and stopped playing for a bit. Well, I have picked it back up and I have got back into that temple. I do need to get further, though. Fine. Yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got plenty more temples after that one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I've been harder. playing a lot of um, co-op games with my son again. He's... Um, we're going through the Game Pass library on all co-op games that he can play. So uh, I've been slowly going through that with him in a minute. It's one that's where the, you share the same screen. And so I'm trying to progress ahead. And he's like struggling behind. And I'm like, please, please come with me. And he doesn't. At least he's not nicked the door and off with it. Oh, split screen gaming. The wonders of cheating by looking at other people's screens. Absolutely. Phil, Phil was a master of it as a kid. He'd, he'd kind of like go cross-eyed. One eye was looking at his screen, the other one would be <laughs> off-centre looking at my screen. Oh, You'd look and be like, Phil, you freak. Yeah, something like that. I've, I've got to admit, I've started that Octopath Traveler with it being on Game Pass. Yeah, I've, I just downloaded that and just on the intro part with the merchant I started with this time on the Xbox. Ah, I started off with a cleric. I've not started it, but you know, you never know. One day it might. But oh, in all fairness, I've only had thirty minutes go on it after work, so not really got yeah, that far I've, into it. I've played a little bit of it. I've uh, I've recruited a couple of extra people. You guys uh, watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Yes, yes, yes. yes. I have. Ooh. think it's Ooh, good. I'm ready for this? Yeah. Next episode out, uh, well, obviously we're recording on Thursday. Next episode out is tomorrow for us. Yeah. Unlike WandaVision, it's a lot more cinematic, isn't it? Yeah, I felt it was a lot more cinematic. The first episode at the beginning definitely feels like a movie. Oh, 100%. I and mean, it's, I mean, obviously it was bound to be, but it's a lot more, or feels a lot more action-packed than WandaVision. Watching WandaVision felt like a TV show. Yes. It kind of had the TV intro, everything felt very tv Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a bit weird in that, it, as you say, it felt very cinematic. You're watching it and you're thinking, it's like watching a film. And like, it's like, a, film. like a movie that they've just cut up and they're uh, drip feeding you over the next six weeks. <laughs> it's like, here's a little bit. Let's, uh, here's a little taster. Good way and then you, you got to the end and saw the f- okay, the uproar that's come from uh, that. Hang oh, on. Flipping it. <laughs> Spoilers. I'll, I'll bleep that out, but spoilers oh. for people. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, while we're talking about drip feeding, movies to you at home have you seen someone has put tenant on the game boy advance i mean i know why it's the same reason why people do do it with other things but could you really i mean tiny screen how many cartridges is it on it's actually across five cartridges isn't it (sighs) yeah and not only is it across five cartridges he's made it have you seen he's made his own custom cover for each and every cartridge yes and that is a lot of time and effort put into it. Like Phil said, we know why they do it, because they think, hmm, let's have some fun. But See, I thought it was uh-huh. just to annoy Christopher Nolan. Yes, <laughs> that, that is possibly one, because obviously didn't he say he only wanted it 
being in IMAX or something. Yeah, that you should watch the movie in IMAX to get the full experience, not 192 by 128 resolution at six frames per second on the Game Boy Advance. Do you think Chris Nolan knows about it yet, or he I'm pretty certain? I'm pretty upset. certain he's fuming. He's 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 probably probably like getting ready to do Try a hit to, on this. Try guy. to hunt the guy down. <laughs> yeah, so this is being done by a YouTuber called Bob Wolf. Quite a good um, YouTube channel if you've not seen it. I, I mean, I, it's one thing saying about the picture quality. What about the audio on those tinny speakers? And the frame rate. Sorry, sorry, tinny speakers. So speaker. <laughs> That's better. But also, we can't forget that the frame rate is six FPS. In all fairness, that's five frames per second than I, higher than I expected. That's true, but still. <sighs> but these, these, this isn't a new thing because I actually own a TV show on a Game Boy cartridge. Yes, but that was made to be on the Game Boy cartridge. This wasn't. Well, it it is made on it now. <laughs> well, yeah, we had the TV tuner as well. Well. Yeah, that that obviously wasn't on a cartridge, but they sold. I have Sonic X on a Game Boy cartridge, like official. They sold. I'm sure they sold. Well, I'm not sure. I know they sold other TV shows. I think. I think Shrek was a movie that was on it. There, obviously Sonic X that I've got. Don't forget the PSP. PSP was different though, because yeah. that did use optical media, which I think held yes. about a gig and a half. These are cartridges that. I think 64 meg was about as high as the You went. had a, quite a lot of movies come out of the PSP. You know, I can think of stuff off the top of my head, but, you know, it wasn't... Well, Spider-Man, yeah. that's the one that most people like. So it's... PSP yeah. was kind of intended to have those sorts of movies on it, whereas the Game Boy Advanced, not really, especially Tenant, which is... It looks quite an impressive movie. And to then squash it down to five Game Boy Advanced cartridges... Just... All I'm going to say is no one tell Todd Howard. Skyrim will get, get Skyrim over there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not? I mean, much like Doom, it's yeah. been on everything. I don't know. This this possibly could be the future of in-home <laughs> entertainment. I, I'm expecting Disney Plus, Black Widow to be launched on this any second now. I'm just waiting for Nintendo to <laughs> drop imagine? it. Next hey, Nintendo you're... Direct. You can quote me on that one. <laughs> can you imagine you're going on public transport and someone sitting on a train or a bus watching a movie like or Disney Plus on their Game Boy Advance? Well, uh, I'm not being funny. I, I've been on. I've been playing a Game Boy, or um, well, actually, it was a Raspberry Pi in a Game Boy case on the bus, and people give you some weird <laughs> looks like, "What the? What it, is that guy doing?" Probably more the fact that you're. If they recognise it, they realise how old the thing potentially may be. Not enough to know it's a retro pie device. Or if they're slightly younger, like say Anthony's age. They might be thinking, what the heck is that ancient piece of technology? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You've now turned this around. It's often me insulting your age, and you're insulting my age today. Yeah, the, those young whippersnappers, they don't know they're born. We used to only have three colours, and one of them was transparent. Still, nobody's put it on an apple yet. <laughs> an actual apple, not an yeah. apple Mac. No, so um, what is it? Ba- ba- bad apple? Yeah. Is that the demo? Yeah, so that's still got that on it. Moving on from future of in-home entertainment, have you heard about the Pi Packer? Yes. Yeah, I was looking into this one a bit. It, it's still quite light on information. It's the Kickstarter's not due until April sixth, though. It looks like a cool little service, I guess. So it looks to be all browser-based. 
Um, they are doing a, a console that you can connect as well, so you can connect your own games to it. Rumour is it's an N64 first that they're doing. Yeah, so I believe it's not actually a console. It's just a interface to plug your own cartridges yeah. into your computer. Is that right? Information's light. Until the Kickstarter appears, I think information's going to be quite light. Though... It's a, a multiplayer gaming service where you a bunch of friends can connect and play multiplayer retro games in within a video call um, akin to, say, Zoom or something like that. It's a, it looks like a cool little service. Multiplayer isn't also that only one person needs to own the game and he hosts the game and other people can join the browser and join his game. If you've yes. got that console device, yes. But they are also going to be hosting games as well that you can play. So, so you know? I did see they've got a selection of games on there. I must admit, I didn't really recognise many of them. There seems to be a micro-machine-style game, I noticed, where you're on foot instead of in vehicles. It's probably going to be like shovelware and freeware stuff to yeah. keep it legal, which you can understand. I do think they've got license for all those games. Yeah, it's gonna, it is going to be stuff they've got licenses for, freeware, shovelware, etc you certainly hope anyway well you're about you implying this is a uh, soldier boys next <laughs> next console endeavor <laughs> potentially yeah you know why not he's uh, he's tried to rebrand Look, a few other stop, things stop yeah. trying to sell stuff to soldier boy so here's the thing that i was concerned about though as a potential issue if you've got multiple video feeds that can be fairly bandwidth intensive depending on the way it's done could this affect the latency of how it, it plays? How well, I don't think it'll affect the latency. Through, it? Well, it depends. If it's peer-to-peer, then yeah, it would. So if, say, Anthony was hosting it, it's going to be absolute garbage hey, with his internet connection. True. My internet at home is not that bad. I would imagine it'd probably just send the feed somewhere to process and then send out. So it'd be, I would assume, more server-based. Because if you think, if you go on a yeah. Skype call or a Zoom call with two people or 20 people, it doesn't take 20 times uh, sorry 10 times the bandwidth for those 20 people as opposed to two people does it no but it buffers a lot so you you always have a, a very slight delay i think that's more because you're at the mercy of the person with the worst connection potentially yeah. so again we just won't play with anthony until <laughs> he sorts his internet out yeah that's the, that's the question how will we deal with that to make sure that it's a nice smooth playing experience along with i don't think they'll have to do you ever remember a service called on live it was pretty much yeah. the first cloud-based gaming service yeah didn't it get bought by the guys that got bought by sony oh what are they called genki or something was it yeah it was something like that i don't know to be honest i don't know I, i've no idea what happened to them but that was a service that looked cool on that when you went to the title screen you could literally see hundreds of feeds of people playing the game in real time so, so that was all connected D- didn't matter whether you can yeah. on your connection there you know it weren't taking like orders of magnitudes more bandwidth to display all those feeds at once because basically they were just going off to a server and then the server just pushes out one 1080p picture to you that's all it's it true. needs to do it's it's true and this is what i'm saying I'm, I'm hopeful they use the sort of technology that's not gonna cause issues it's just a potential issue i could say is all yeah i don't think it'll be like having multiple individual feeds open so whether or not you're playing with one person or 
four people, I don't think it's going to make I reckon a that they would have already pre-planned this, and uh, I reckon that it will be you, more. You would have hoped base. so. You'd hope yeah. That. But this is this is the thing with Kickstarter. It's early stages. Exactly. It's it's not even started getting funding yet. But that doesn't. That's not the same as hasn't started development. No, no, it's not. Absolutely, it's not. It just means that the funding's not started. They've not opened the Kickstarter up, so people can't give them money yet. Yeah. That's April sixth. April sixth is so that's when yep. the Kickstarter starts. Yeah, and I reckon there'll be a lot more information available to potential backers as well. And I believe this, so these adapters where you can plug your cartridges into your computer and play them online, I believe it's N64 is the first one they're working on. I believe so. And just to clarify, the idea is you can get, I don't know, Super Mario Kart 64, and I could have the physical game, chuck it into my adapter, plug to my computer, send you to an invite, and we could all play online using my cartridge. Yeah, That's the gist of it. That sounds pretty cool. I must admit, personally, I'm not that excited for Nintendo 64, but chuck Mega Drive on there. I say there'll be Well, more. we've tested it before, haven't we? With Cyborg Justice, I think it was. Yeah, was that using a... Is it May, Parsec? May, something like that. Yeah, I think we used a service called Parsec, I think it's called. I mean, it worked. I wouldn't say it was brilliant, but it worked. So with these cartridge readers that you get to obviously attached to your PC and that, it sounds quite a bit like this console that you were looking to get before, Barry, that you could get hold of. The Polymega. Not quite. No, but it's a similar concept is what I mean. Yeah, so it's just a cartridge reader. So the service is doing like all the emulation and that. It's not a full system. Yeah. But if it's running through your browser, then potentially you'd be able to use it on a host of different devices. You know, you could have a low-powered Chromebook, you could have a Windows PC, Mac. So I guess... You know, what what we've got to say here is watch this space. See what happens. Yeah, it looks exciting. Yeah. And, you know, for April the 6th, it's only a couple of weeks away. So I'm sure we'll revisit this once the Kickstarter gets kickstarted. Uh, yeah, once we actually uh, know a bit more about it. Yeah. But uh, no, it, it does sound quite interesting. So I guess some some of the quick news out the way next. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've, we've got a decent list this week, haven't we? It's been a busy yeah, week. It has been a busy week. For me, I think one of the funniest things I saw in regards to the quick news was the fact that Microsoft are actually up for an award for the best use of a meme after the leak for the Series S. Yes. I remember you sending me this, Phil. And it was yeah, a brilliant meme. <laughs> so brilliant. after the Xbox Series S being leaked, mostly by Microsoft themselves, yeah. with new Xbox controllers having specific mention of it microsoft's response was nothing except that very shifty looking monkey (laughs) (laughs) which unfortunately on a podcast is if you haven't seen the meme you won't really get it but there will be it will be in the show notes yeah and it is quite a novel way to kind of acknowledge social media marketing in its best exactly without saying anything with just this one image they managed to it really opened up a lot yeah they they managed to take control of the conversation about the leak of the series s and also kind of acknowledge yeah you know it is true without saying yeah it is true. on top of all that it literally went viral yes it did absolutely it, so well, we shared it and we just had a massive laugh about it and that exactly. a lot of people would have done they still yeah. seen that laughed about it and been like oh my days and then it just got shared and shared and shared yeah so as i say quick news uh we've got a diy n64 console coming yes now the console is literally i don't know a fraction of a bit bigger than the actual cartridge itself so someone with with not using emulation this is using an original nintendo 64 hardware cut down the motherboard 
and shrunk it down to, as you say, a console that is maybe one and a half times as big as an actual N64 cartridge for the entire console. I can't believe it, especially when you think of the power of phones. So it's kind of, do you know, when I saw it, it reminded me of a Game Boy Advance. Well, yeah, but this this isn't using the power phones. This is using original Nintendo 64 parts, the original motherboard. He has cut it, joined the traces up with cables, made a little daughter board as well for the analog stick, replaced wow. it with a, I think it's a PlayStation Vita analog stick. Yeah. Just because it's a few millimeters smaller than the GameCube style ones they typically use in these mods. And it it looks it looks good. It does. Yeah. Wow. Considering it's a hack to pieces N64, it works and it looks good. And it's got a screen and a rechargeable battery in it. That's got to have taken some skill. Oh, absolutely. It's not something I would be able to do. I, I think it's something that not a lot of people could do. It's No. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently it's a badge of honor trying to get these consoles as small as possible. No, I, I saw it and I thought it was pretty cool. So we've got a bunch of Resident Evil news as well. Yes. I suppose the main one is Resident Evil The Village is coming to Stadia. And if you pre-order the game, they're giving you the premier edition of Stadia, which includes controller, Chromecast, and I believe a month of Stadia Pro for free. I thought Stadia was dying. Exactly. Just the thing you want when Google have said, yeah, we're cancelling and changing Stadia. Well, yeah. they haven't said they're cancelling Stadia, but well, it's it's on rocky ground, really, isn't it? Uh, we were talking about this a few weeks ago. It, it's, it's a dying console. Yeah. Would you want to be paying $60 for a game that's on Stadia? You know, especially... No. At this time where the future Stadia is very uncertain. It's not very uncertain, but it is. It's a bit cloudy, to yeah. say the least. It's not... Yeah, it's not something i'd risk the thing is though not only is the village coming but also resident evil 7 as well is coming to stadia yeah and that's going to be so, free for uh stadia pro users uh, but then again is is that still on game pass um yes i think it is actually on the face of it you know it looks good that it's on stadia pro but i think i'd i think i'd be more inclined to go with like game pass get a yeah. lot more games you've, you've and... got to wonder where capcom are putting the chips if you will well, I think they're spreading them around, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. Well, is it costing You know, essentially, Stadia is just PC games. If they're making it for Steam, then they're 99% of the way to getting it ready for True. Stadia. Well, is Capcom paying for it to go on Stadia, or is Stadia paying for, to, to, for them to go I on? would imagine that it, no one's paying anyone for it. It's when it's sold on Stadia, I would imagine just like Android Store, Google will be taking 30% cut out of the price. That's how I imagine it would be working. So it's one of those where they lose nothing if it goes on there as such. Capcom, it's win-win, really. You know, they can put it on for very little extra development time. Get it on an extra storefront and get some sales out of it. It's true. And in this case, I would imagine it's Google that's advertising it for them with the Premier Edition bundle. But I think it's bundles like that. They should have been doing this last year. Yeah, they they definitely should have been... uh... A more of a push when Stadia was trying to make ground rather yeah, than... They'd done a similar bundle last year with Cyberpunk, but they should have been bringing big games every month and doing this, you know, yeah. pre-order it, does, it. It does feel a little too little too late sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's also a beta for Resident Evil Reverse on April 8th. Uh, I couldn't care less. <laughs> I mean, the reason is in here because it's a game, but it doesn't look fun so moving on from that yeah. <laughs> well no, let's just stick with that for a moment as when i first saw it and you saw it, uh is it leon and claire i think it is yeah it looked like he was versus the zombies 
Yeah, I thought, oh, sweet. Left for dead in the Resident Evil universe. This looks amazing. But then it just, it looks like it's an arena shooter. I, I don't know if it definitely is. But you just saw them hacking each other up. Yeah, the, the, yeah, why? Because arena shooters are in at the minute. Well, it was one of where, so when, you know, when, they go in, when a zombie kills a human, a human then turns to a zombie. But if a human kills a human, they, they stay human when they come back alive. And it was, it was very messy, but then it was very close quarters and it didn't appeal at all to me. It's not the first time that a company has tried to shoehorn a an IP into a genre it just doesn't really fit. I mean, Metal Gear Survive, no. anyone? I was literally about to bring that one game up. <laughs> not played it. Oh, you're not missing yeah. anything. Hey, I know. All. I know that well-known stealth game series. Let's make it a survival thingy type game. Battle Royale type game. Ah, that was very yes. well worded, Phil. That's yeah. precisely how much of a mess Metal Gear Survive is. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, it's rubbish. You spend most of the time just stabbing zombies with pointy sticks. Actually, that even makes it sound more exciting than it actually is. <laughs> so yes, we're no, not excited no. for uh, for reverse. What Resident no. Evil have previously made games where you are a survivor in Raccoon City trying to escape, and I think there was one on the PlayStation Two that was even playable online. A new game like that would be fantastic. You even had, I think it was Resident Evil Five. Had like a multiplayer yeah. mercenaries mode that was pretty decent. No, Resident Evil Five, the entire story was. Oh no, I mean, I just mean particularly the the online multiplayer. Oh right, part. yeah. Um, obviously the co-ops of the campaign, which was fantastic. Um, but just it, it was a little team v team mercenaries shooter, and it was okay. Hmm. Well, haven't the is it Resident Evil Revelations? Weren't they multiplayer? I think they were. Yeah. I'm actually just trying to find. Outbreak, I think that was them. Resident Evil Outbreak. Yeah, I've. I don't think I played much of them, if if at all. I don't think I've played any of them. I'm just aware they exist. So in them, I think you could pick a character, and each character was like uh, there was a fireman who might have an axe that could break certain doors, or a small character that could fit through tight corridors or through grates, and you had to work together. A, a game like that, I think, would be brilliant. On that, the modern consoles. That sort of thing Something a bit Resident different. Evil. Chuck Tank Controls in there. 10 out of 10 game of the year. <laughs> no, please. Let's let's just not bring Tank Controls back ever. Now, sticking on with the zombie theme, uh, we've also got Stubbs the Zombie coming on to Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch. I've never played it, so it's not one I know a great deal about. It's an okay game. Have you ever played... Um, oh, what's that game that's like basically Mars Attack? Destroy All Humans? Oh, uh, yes. yeah. You're not a million miles away with that game. You're a zombie, shambling about and basically bite other people, infect them, and recruit them to the horde of undead. So what you might want to do is say you want to take on like a police headquarters. They'll, they'll just absolutely rip you apart. So two ways you could go around it. You could detach your hand, throw it, which latches onto the head and take control of one of them and turn <laughs> on his fellow survivors, or just recruit everyone else in the town you know just, <laughs> just absolutely the roll over them with sheer numbers it's it's a fun little game surprising it's coming back to be honest it was an exclusive to the original xbox and All probably right. a game that's pretty much been forgotten to time thing is though bringing back some forgotten to time games not the ter- most terrible of ideas even if it's to 
reimagine them. Do you mean reimagine as in like make a new game or like reboot the series? Re- yeah, reboot the series, modernize it a bit as well. Like but Tomb they Raider, really rebooted it though at all. Little Tomb Raider is a good example of that done right. You take yeah. an old beloved IP, reboot it, but do it justice. Yeah, so you talk a Tomb Raider from you know a slow exploration-based game to basically a murder simulator. <laughs> yeah. What, were you creep around on an island just killing all the islanders and... No, where you see how many things you can impale Lara Croft onto, basically. <laughs> or, or at least what that was my experience trying to play the game. Are you, you're talking about the original Tomb Raiders now, right? No, the reboot. Right, okay, because you, you did that in the original as well. Oh, no, no, that. You climb to the highest point and then do a dive. And just snap a neck. No, we all know what we truly did. We oh, locked Lord. that poor, poor butler in the freezer. Well, yeah, him <laughs> shambling after you going, he deserved it. <laughs> Do you know what? The more I think about my childhood playing games, the more I think I should have gone to therapy. <laughs> Probably right. I, it, it makes me question your childhood, if I'm honest. I, I'm pretty sure there's something to do with the turkey that's responsible for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the podcast, though. Yeah, let's let's move on from there. So, ID Xbox. Yeah, so we've got tomorrow. an ID Xbox event tomorrow. We don't have a clue what's on it. We don't know why we even put it in the quick news because we've got nothing to talk about until t- next week. And next week we're going to be talking about Zelda. Yeah, ID Xbox. It's usually ID Xbox. It's independent developers. Um, it's almost always a good place to see retro and retro inspired games. So definitely up our alley. Yes. Um, and tonight we've also got the Gaming BAFTAs, was you saying? Yes, yeah, yeah, the Gaming BAFTAs is on tonight. So, again, that'll be something that we'll be keeping an eye on. And, again, we'll be touching base on a little bit on our next podcast, just so we see what's coming up and see what games have stolen Spotlight, I guess, this year. Well, last bit for our oh, quick yeah. news. It's our obligatory warning that Mario 3D All-Stars will be taken off of shelves 31st of March, so buy the game if you haven't, and I might still buy the game and watch, I don't know. <laughs> just count it down. You need to put some like sort of warning signs around that just before you Do you know what? It. I should have. Let me just double check. It was £35 on Amazon when I checked yesterday. Have you actually purchased uh, the game and watch things yet? Because you've been on and on about it. No, no, that's what I'm on about. I, I haven't actually saying. got it yet. Uh, did, you know, did you know here we go, and I might still get the game and watch? I I'll be honest, I was very quickly just reading the notes for what we're talking about next. <laughs> Why would you need to read them now? Surely you came into this prepared. Absolutely, it's just a... Uh... Oh, yeah. Thirty-four ninety-nine. is. Oh, look at that, um... he's clicking the buy button. Book! You've got less than a week left. Just do it, we know you're going to do it. I don't know. As I say, I'm not really a massive Mario fan. <sighs> Now, if it was a Sonic game and watch... You probably would have already bought it, like the day yeah, the game available. You would have pre-ordered yeah, it. Yeah, straight away. Of course I would have. And for anyone who's... Just while I'm thinking about Sonic, um, for anyone who is curious, I still haven't got my Scott Pilgrim limited edition, so um, hurry up, limited run. Well, speaking of limited run games, aren't they the guys in charge of the next thing we were going to talk about? Uh, they are the yep. Astro City Mini. So, this is a little tiny version of the Astro City arcade. It's like a desktop version. Yes. So, how long until it appears in your office? What, at work? Yeah. 
never going to happen. We, I, we couldn't trust some people in there. <laughs> <laughs> you really yeah, think that I'm funny. Be... Uh, jog on. <laughs> and what do, you, what do you mean? Do you imply that we just sit around playing Genshin Impact on yeah. uh, at work? I never even mentioned Genshin Impact, so... Oh. Oh, I thought you did. Okay, that my mistake then. <laughs> That'd never happen, would it, Anthony? Never, not at all. Hang on, so, you, you know, it, it never has done. <laughs> uh, I think you find it has. Only on a lunch. So, yeah. arcade mini machines. These look pretty cool. They yes. do. Um, and the big thing for these is a decent selection of games. Yeah. yeah. 37 games on it. I was, I I was think looking so. at... I think some of the ones that really stood out for me was like Golden Axe is on there, isn't it? Yes, Golden Axe Revenge of Death Adder. That's probably like the marquee game for the system. Yeah, we've never it? come come home before. This is the first time. See, that'll be that'll be a big one. But even just having some of the arcade classics, like is there did I see not Space Harrier? Um I should have I literally should have looked at the list. <laughs> okay. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> no, I have I know I've looked at the list. I mean I should have looked at the list while yeah, I was Space looking at stuff. On there. I thought it was, because um, I was, what, I was looking Virtua at Fighter, the original Virtua Fighter. They're all very boy games. They're all very obviously it's an arcade machine, but they're very good arcade picks. Yes. Well, it's the Sega arcade games, of course, they're good arcade picks. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying they've not put any weird, oddball Sega games on that. Uh, yeah, but they put some filler. Like, do you really need columns and columns too? No, God, no. But they always put filler on these things just so they can say, yeah, we've got X amount of games. Yeah. Um, so, some of the games, you know, got Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Uh, Wonder Boy and Monster Lure, the shooter one. I remember got enjoying that one. Shinobi. Let's have a look. Shadow Dancer as well. Puyo Puyo. Shadow Dancer. Um, never played the arcade version of that, only the Mega Drive. Is it, no, I think is it diff- very different? The... Um, yeah, I think the Mega Drive version is more like it's probably closer to Revenge of Shinobi. Right. I have so completed Shadow Dancer it. on the Mega Drive. I, I enjoyed it on the Mega Drive. Yeah, both of them you've got your little dog that you can send off. No, um, I remember reading that uh, quite a lot of the games are still untranslated. Uh, some parts of it at least. The whole, all the games are completely playable still. Uh, but there is some where there is some menus and there is some text which is still Japanese. Yeah, some of them's a bit of an odd choice for some of the ones that aren't translated because there are English versions of them available. I think I've got a feeling that limited run games have literally just taken the Japanese console and are just reselling it onto North America. Because uh, some of the games that have haven't got any English translations is Golden Axe, Revenge of Death Adder, uh, Game Ground, um, Shadow Dancer. Shadow Dancer definitely had an English translation. Uh, no. Cotton, I'm sure that that did as well. Whereas I mean, a lot of the other games had probably were in English in Japan just because it would have been simple text like press start or number of lives. Yeah, I think I think a lot of games did that in Japan, didn't they? Just so that they could export them as well quite easily. Yeah, and I think it's it's a bit more universal that way as well. Like I think most people, most gamers in Japan probably would have understood 
press start. Yeah. So there was I noticed as well. There's a few accessories for the uh, the mini as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a gamepad. Uh, I think that's twenty seven dollars if I remember right. Uh, let me have a quick peek. Yeah, twenty seven dollars ninety nine for the gamepad. Yeah. But then you've also the, got a mini style mini kit, which looks like a stand. It is. It's a basically a box to put it on and a tiny scale stool. So your wrists are for the stool. I don't even I think, think your wrists have fit on that stool, to be <laughs> honest. It's just, I think it's more to make it like a display piece. Like the Mega yeah. Drive Mini, you could buy the Tower of Power for it, which was a, a plastic Mega CD that attached to the bottom, a Sonic and Knuckles cartridge, and then I think it was like a Sonic 2 cartridge that went in top of that. They did nothing. It was entirely cosmetic, but just made it look cool on your desk. Yeah. Why not? Well, yeah. No reason why not. Now, obviously, with it being from limited run games, there is only a limited amount of them coming out, isn't there? Yes, I believe it's three and a half thousand. Yeah, and if you listen to this podcast uh, on Monday, well, you're three days late of it being live because uh, you know the it goes live what Friday morning. Yes. What I will say is to anyone who is interested in getting one of these, if they are sold out though. They are still readily available from Amazon Japan, which is where they're exclusively sold. Um, so you can always purchase one on there, get it imported over. The price is roughly $130, but obviously on top of that, you might have import fees. So it will work out a little bit more expensive, but not, not massively. Well, it's limited run games running them, so there is obviously going to be a limit to them, as they say. Yes. Ah, in all fairs, I did just notice also that it's got a HDMI output, so you can connect it to your TV or yes, another screen. I think it'd be a bit hard uh, doing a two-player virtual fighter match, both like huddled around this little tiny screen. <laughs> Although in all <laughs> fairness, the screen's it. bigger than the Game Gear Mini or Micro. You know, it's not that lovely one-inch screen. Last piece of news: Could Sony be closing down the legacy? PlayStation stores, so for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Portable, and PlayStation Vita. I mean, I'm partly surprised they've not closed the Vita already, because that console just... Well, I saying that, it did alright in Japan, didn't it? Yeah, it did alright in Japan. Um, games were still getting right, released it? until last year. I wouldn't be surprised if there were still games coming this year. So, um, everyone loves them. the Vita, except Sony. <laughs> <laughs> they just be... kicked it out to die, it seemed. It'd be a surprise for them if they've if literally games have been releasing as recently as then for them to close off the services now. Yeah, and don't forget the Vita out those free consoles is the most current. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was advertised as an accessory for the PlayStation Four. Yeah, right. Well, it's it's a funny old thing this one because Microsoft seems to be going in the opposite direction where they are actively trying to revive their older console content. And actually bring more of it to the market. Well, that's coming along the lines of the boss of Sony doesn't like retro gaming. That's what it was Barry told me this. That you know he's in, hasn't he openly said that he doesn't see the point of playing retro games on newer consoles. That's not the point of them. Yeah, um, I believe this was Jim Ryan who came out and said he doesn't understand why someone would want to say play Gran Turismo One when 
you can get it on the PlayStation 4 at the time it was PlayStation 4 version because it is a better game in every way and he doesn't really think that Sony's old back catalogue has much of a place. Surely that's down to nostalgia. A lot of the a lot of reason people play old games is nostalgia and they want to relive playing it. Well, Why exactly. take it away? Not even that. I mean, if you look at the amount of retro-inspired games that are coming around now as well, yeah, there is real demand for older styles of games, not just the new and the shiny. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a fan of the new and the shiny. I like the new and the shiny. Though, there is absolutely a time and a place for older styles and older games. Well, not only that, one of the big concerns is, like, this This is only rumour. However, there is some concrete dates which make people think that it's some information that has actually been leaked rather than just an outright rumour. The problem is, if these stores go down, these stores contain a lot of PlayStation 1 games as well. And some of the big ones on there is Mega Man Legends. You can get it for like, I think it's six or seven pound on the PlayStation stores. If I go and buy one off Amazon, I'm paying probably a couple hundred quid. Yeah, it's not a cheap game, Mega Man Legends, is it? And it isn't just that. Uh, Suikoden 2, that's on there again. It's a sub 10 pound game. Jeez. Um, I'm sure that's another game that goes for two, two fifty. Oh God, I have a copy of that. What are the other reasons why people might want to play retro rich spider games is because maybe then, you know, see the new games coming out and they're just not taking a liking to it, so they want to go the, a bit The problem that. with newer games is they tend to run quite closely to a formula that sells. Yes. Especially if it's made by Ubisoft. Well, god yeah. <laughs> so older games didn't. They were built with a bit of love behind them. Uh, it's it's hard to say, but sometimes yeah, it's true. You know, EA when they released games back on the like the Mega Drive and that, they still had a bit of love to them. Yeah, not not the Immortal though. No, not the Immortal. That that can just go and die. <laughs> that was more hatred for people than <laughs> love yeah. for a game. But you know my point. So people play older games partly because of fond memories and partly because they were really good. Yes. Not only that, as you say, like new games, see, they've got like a formula down, you know, open world, lots of collectibles, lots of objectives. Bit of beige. DLC. Yeah. Beige. I think, especially especially around the PlayStation era, so the 32-bit era, that was going into uncharted territory with 3D games and having mass storage on CDs. I think there was a lot more creativity because I think a lot of companies were just literally throwing it at the wall and just seeing what sticks. Yeah, what, they were seeing what they could create. Exactly. Well, you know, what we've got all this new power. What can we do with it? Exactly. Hence, games like Tomb Raider appeared. And yeah. this era now has just gone to, eh, we've done it. Let's just see what we can sell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone's like, buying Battle Royale What else Royale can you do a reboot of? Yeah, I was going to say Sonic the Hedgehog, but they already kind of done that with Shadow. <laughs> and the were Hedgehog thing. Uh, that, actually, that was quite light-hearted, unlike Sonic uh, 06, where they actually kill Sonic. Spoilers! Not that I'm Are you going to play, play it? it? God, no. 
I was, I have, sure I have that... seen just how terrible that game is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you showed me one particular boss battle against Silver. I think it is. Oh God, yeah. Where he just keeps catching you repeatedly, but he can throw you against the wall, and you'll sit, keep collecting the same ring over and over again. So he'll never actually kill you, but he's basically stun locked you. And unlike old Sonic games where there was a 10 minute time limit and then, you know, you lost a life, you couldn't even wait out the time limit because there is no time limit. So in other words, Shadow literally kills your will to live. That was particularly silver, silver, that one. Sorry, I meant silver. Yeah, not only that, going back to the PlayStation stores, having these old stores, it's it's a way for people to experience games that they never got a chance to first time around. Like, for example, I've never owned a PlayStation console while it's been current. Just think, they can remaster them all. (sighs) But they're not, though. They're not not going to remaster Mega Man Legends, for example. They can't even bring out the sequel to that. No, because there was licensing issues, weren't there? No, no, (laughs) apparently it was the fans' fault. So they were doing Mega Man Legends 3 on the 3DS, which was a massive reason why I purchased 3DS. Oh. Um, and they had this website fans could put input. They could even design characters to go into the game, bosses and that. And had loads of interest in it. And Capcom just scrapped it and went, oh, it's fans' fault. They didn't want it. Didn't they do something? Was it Mega Man Legends 3? Because I thought they did something similar with just a Spock standard Mega Man as well, where fans oh, were clamoring yeah. no, for they, it. They killed all Mega Man games because there was one called, I think it was called some like Mega Man Infinite or something, which was going to be um, all the Mega Man characters. And I think you created your own levels and you played them online. And they again, they just killed that outright. But I mean, don't worry, the original Mega Man creator had our back and released a game to save us all and yeah, be able to relive the Mega Man days of old. I know we only mentioned it last week, but it's quite a sore subject that that manual still does not fit in that bloody box. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's. Pr- I would imagine this is less of a vindictive, like, I hate retro games, let's get rid of retro games. And more, oh, we can save a few quid here, let's just get rid of it. It does. It much. screams corporate. It screams... You know, we, we don't have to keep this going. It's just costing us money. Why bother? Whereas Microsoft, it, this is the difference of a company that, or a gaming division that is run by a gamer who loves games compared to a gaming division that is run by a business person. It is almost like coming out and saying, what, you don't want a console that's online? We have a product for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our previous gen console. <laughs> and if you do want an, a new console with TV, 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 TV. Television. Sports. Call of Duty. (laughs) (laughs) That probably doesn't make any sense to most people. (laughs) So, I don't know. Maybe this is me being cynical, but could Sony perhaps be bringing backwards compatibility to the PlayStation 5? I doubt it. I doubt it. They only seem to shoehorn in the current backwards compatibility just because of Microsoft doing so blinking well with it. Yeah. Do you really believe they would bring it? Um, if there was money to be made, I'm pretty certain they would. There and that, that's not like made. a there is though. that's not like a go at Sony or anything. You know, any company would be mad if it was relatively easy to do and could bring a profit. Why not? But Microsoft is showing that you can. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. You, um, what game? What game is it that you were playing that I picked up as well? 
Uh, You're going to have to give me more EDF. than that. I was going to say, oh, EDF. Force? Do you know uh, what? I was actually going to say EDF. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Defence Force. You two were playing. I, I missed it when it went free for Games of Gold, but I purchased it. And how many hours? Oh, didn't you did purchase you it? The then it went on Games for Gold. It never went no, on no, Games no, of no. Gold. It did? it did? No, it didn't. It, 2025 it on, did. No, I didn't get it, and then I had to purchase it afterwards. And 20, no, it wasn't. I think it was Insect Armageddon 2025. I was playing Barry's copy. Yeah, I, I actually purchased it before. I, I think it did go on games for gold. No, it didn't. Because okay. I, if I if I wanted to play it now, I couldn't. Because obviously, it's set up on my son's Xbox. Yeah, but did you actually get it at the time? Don't forget, yeah, it's three sixty. It's a three sixty games of gold. I've not, I've not missed. I have, I have not missed any games with gold. Well, that's a bit of a bold claim. I might have missed one or two, but I, I've missed but, very, very few. Yeah, that was a three sixty game, which I never played the three sixty, which I picked up. And how many hours did we spend on that game? Too many. I, I still play it. I think last time I played it was only about a week or two ago. I was going to say. Really? So I saw you on it just the other day, and I think I'm pretty sure I went to jump on with you and realised that I can't load it. Barry's now looking to see if it's in Games of Gold. I don't think yes, it was. Yes, it was September the 1st, 2019. Yep. Earth Defense Force 2025. I must have missed it. Oh, oh. I must have missed it then. Yeah, because I'm pretty certain that Anthony purchased it. Yeah, because Insect Armageddon was in May 2019. Right. Oh, actually, Insect Armageddon was twenty May 2019. Then... EDF 2017 was in June 2019, and then Earth Defense Force 2025 was in September 2019. So all of them were in the same year. And yeah, on I Games bought Gold. it the month after it went out, and I was annoyed because I didn't realize YouTube played it. And Microsoft still don't have Iron Rain, is it? Or EDF 5? Oh, yeah, they, they haven't got EDF 5 or the other side one. But you know, that's a problem. I think it is Iron for... Rain. A retro game, oh, sorry, an older game from the store that I purchased. I think I'm sure we spent over 150 hours on that game. Easy. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. You bought that just the other week. Oh, yeah, month. yeah, brilliant game. I found a randomizer mod and brilliant. It, you, you that, that does sound interesting. Does it? Is, I take it the map is the same and it just randomizes the um, yeah, placement so of items. It's the same map and everything. You play through it in the exact same way. It doesn't change the core game, but it changes. You can you can choose either safe so that it's guaranteed completable, or totally random, <laughs> and it just puts the items anywhere and everywhere. Um, nice. The one I've done to mine is to a safe, so I can still complete it. But I think like where you normally get the um, the item that lets you get items out of candles and everything. I got a familiar. Alright. So I I didn't I still don't get items out of candles. And I'm in the second half of the game. Right. <laughs> but I got double jump stupidly early. It's 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 revitalized it a bit up until the point where I got the most powerful sword off one of the really early enemies. Yeah, see, well, games like that, Castlevania, you know, if you've got a PlayStation 3 or a Vita still, you may no longer be able to purchase them. It is still a rumor, but if they take the stores offline, will you be able to re-download these titles? Because I know with the Nintendo ones, you can't. You can't even play the games you purchased either, can you? You'd hope yeah. you'd be able to play them. My Switch, I need to be connected to the internet to play the games because it's, it's not classed as my primary Switch. So if Nintendo took the eShop down off the 
Nintendo Switch. Or not if, when, because let's face it, they are going to do it in the next decade, I reckon. I won't be able to play digitally downloaded games on my Switch. That's why I buy all my Switch games physically. See, this is this is the, the big thing that I like about Microsoft in their digital storefront and why I buy my Microsoft games digitally. Well, when I buy them, because Game Pass pretty much covers everything I want to buy now. Yeah. It's even stuff that was from the original Xbox is still up and available and downloadable to buy. And they were never on the original Xbox. I was going to say, admittedly, those titles only came around on the Xbox One era. But they did, yeah. The first, the first Xbox Live Arcade games I purchased, as long as they were on backwards compatible, I can play on my Xbox Series X, or I can go and drag my Xbox 360 out the loft and download those games again and play well, them. I've got, um, I got Explosion Man on 360. I could still play that on the Xbox One, uh, One S. Yeah, yeah it, it's that commitment to keeping the older catalogs available and running. I think the last generation, Microsoft lost the sales race, but they certainly won the hearts and minds race. Yeah, yeah, we, we've said that before. The, yeah. the difference it. between Microsoft in 2013 to Microsoft this year or last year, it's you wouldn't even believe they're the same company. Telling you, we'll all have pictures in our houses soon of Phil Spencer with some sort of halo, just sort of on some sort of shrine somewhere. Yeah, move over, Gabe. <laughs> hey, I know it's I know it's not on the podcast, but if you heard, there's potential rumors going around Half Life Three. Yes, really? yes, I did. Let me guess, it's coming out alongside uh, Left for Dead Three as well. No, genuinely, genuinely, because of how well um, Ijax did, there is rumors that they're doing another Half Life. They've got a bit of a taste Ijax for it. Like or not Ajax. How does he say it? The VR game. Alex. Yeah, that. Ijax from Alex. I think like he got Ijax because he needs to go for an eye test. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my reasons for being slightly out of it. Which you do know. So. Yeah, he was dropped on his head as a child. There is that. Repeatedly, I mean that's a that, that's a first statement. Yeah, explains a lot. Well, even when you weren't dropped on your head, you you back flipped off something high and uh, probably done yourself some damage there. <laughs> probably, yeah. But I, th- I think I think we made it through. Uh, we've done all our news for today. So, uh, you're looking forward to finishing off Zelda for next week? I am. I'm working through it. I'm. Phil has just given me this blank, vacant, glossed over look. All I'm going to say is thrilled. Phil, this is a beloved classic of the Super Nintendo. You you do realise you have to like it. It's the lore, apparently. I I will share my feelings on the game when we discuss it next week. Um, I'll be giving our thoughts, which I'm sure will be glowing. So, once again, thanks for listening. And this has been the Retro Gaming Dads Podcast. Don't get if you like what you've been listening to. Please support us by visiting www.retrogamingdads.co.uk. 